and welcome to Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and thank you so much for joining me for another great episode that I have lined up for you today with one of my oldest friends, Shane from Swole TV. I met Shane back in 2007 when I started my career as a professional wrestler, and although we've both retired from in-ring competition, he still continues to create, he still continues to do great things, and he has his own Twitch channel for which he recently became a partner, Swole TV. And on Swole TV, more often than not, you can catch him live-streaming himself playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And in this conversation I had with Shane, we'll get into how he got and stays so swole, the favorite video games that we had growing up as kids, how he went from creating a video game tutorial channel on YouTube to live-streaming himself playing video games almost every night on Twitch TV, and everything in between. So let's get into my conversation with Shane from Swole TV after we do what I do every episode, and that's play a little bit of music for you that I personally recorded every instrument for, and also may take you on a trip down memory lane if you played Nintendo in the 80s. Enjoy. Let's just jump right in here. It, it's good to see you, man. I haven't seen you in a really long time. You look totally different. Got the amazing mustache, Viking beard, and mohawk look. Yeah, I, I try to uh, change up the look every once in a while. Keep it, keep it fresh. Keep people guessing. I told you this in the text message. <laughs> but I'm going to say it here publicly. It pisses me off, like how many looks you can pull off. Yeah, I like to, um, I look up to Brad Pitt. If you ever notice Brad Pitt, uh, he always looks different. You know, he can pull off like a clean shaven face, shorter hair. I see him with long hair and a beard. And I'm like, man, if this guy can do it, like I can do it. And that's probably why he's so successful because, you know, you get tired of seeing the same people, like the, like seeing the same person look the same way all the time. But like, like for Twitch or whatever I do, like when people see me, they're like, oh, wait, this guy's looking a little bit different. It kind of changes. Like it, it raised some questions. And then they, they uh, you know, they, they don't get tired of seeing the same image because, you know, nowadays people, they're always looking for something else. You know, they, they get tired, they get bored quicker. So I feel like changing your image frequently. Like, yeah, because, I mean, if, if Brad Pitt can do it, why can't you? And that's exactly what it is. I've always, yeah. I've always said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do a lot of things that Brad Pitt can't do. Like, he doesn't twitch. No, no. I mean, but, he, but, he probably twitches, but he doesn't have a Twitch channel. But if he, if he had a Twitch channel, like, he would already be successful. Right. You know, and that's, it is a little frustrating. Like when celebrities can just, they don't have to be good at streaming because like, right. they already have the following. Well, it's, it's like a catch 22 because they can, uh, they, they have put in the work just yeah. in a different medium. They, they've already uh, gained a fan base. Yeah. And now this is just so another way to connect that, to that and fan then, base. But it's just from a person who starts off on Twitch, you know, and has mm-hmm. to really grind and mm-hmm. like sacrifice like your entire life for sometimes years just to get like a couple hundred viewers and then like someone just jumps on the platform and they automatically get a verified check mark and they have 10,000 viewers. It's like, Oh man, but which by the way, congratulations on becoming verified on Twitch. I'm I'm glad uh, an algorithm told you that you were worth it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think I was, (laughs) I was worth anything until Twitch told me I was worth something. Well, I I totally stole that line from little Dickie show, Dave. Oh, okay. He he said, I just got verified on Twitter like three weeks ago. He's like, I'm glad an algorithm told you you're worth it. (laughs) It's the only time I've ever been verified on anything. So it's I verified right now that you're my friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I don't have a check mark to prove it, so... I got a Sharpie right here. Can you draw it on my forehead? 
I can draw it one on each side of your mohawk. I only need one though. Yeah, but you, if you get two, that, that's that's the Ian Strong bump. That's what mm. we call it. Okay, and then I guess depending on which way you're looking at me, you, you're always going to see a check mark. Exactly. So you okay. always know that you've been verified yeah. by me. Go for it. The only other time that I ever give people bumps, it, it, it requires a cream and a doctor's visit. <laughs> <laughs> so the re- the reason that you're here is because you are Shane from Swole TV on Twitch in which you live stream yourself playing video games, and it has amassed enough of a following that you've become recently verified. So we- they, they call it partnered. I don't know if you want to. Okay, yeah, partnered. Term, yeah. Partnered. Sorry. This isn't Twitter. It's I'm a, Twitch. Which, I'm uneducated. Can I just say, isn't it weird that two of like the, the biggest social media platforms, Twitch and Twitter, both start with like the same four letters, five letters possibly? T-W-I-T. Yeah. Four, four letters. Like there's so many times where I go to type one and I accidentally type the other one just because it's, you know what I mean? I just thought that was ironic. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. A little too ironic, actually. <laughs> yeah, I really do think. It's like rain. <laughs> That's not ironic, though. That's just an unfortunate circumstance. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it would be ironic if they said, like, you know, it would be funny if it rained tomorrow, and then it rained. And that, that's very ironic. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a more accurate uh, forecast than any was a gynecologist. What? <laughs> that wasn't in the song. <laughs> so Twitch. Let's let's. Well, first, before we get to that, I want to talk about. The swole part of swole TV because you came, you're here today, looking like Channing Tatum ate Mark Wahlberg. You you were just massive, and you and you got like the the hoodie, but you're not wearing sleeves. Well, it's because it's chilly out, so I have to have a hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it is October. Yeah, it so. is. So I've known you for a very long time, and you've been quite the beefcake in the time that I've known you. But I really don't know that much about how you maintain such beefiness. So I'm sure because I've been down that road before whenever I was a wrestler, that beefiness is 80% diet, 40% exercise. That's yeah, I, I don't know what the actual numbers are. I tell people 75% like how, you, how you eat is how you look. Because mm-hmm. you can take two people that work out exactly the same, but if one person's not eating the right way, the one is going to just accelerate, and the other person's going to look exactly the same. And also be confused as to why they're not making the same gains, but right, like yeah, I could I could sit here and do a hundred a hundred pushups right now, and then if I go eat you know a double cheeseburger and a milkshake, my ass is still going to jiggle. I will say that I love double cheeseburgers and milkshakes, <laughs> and it, it sucks. Oh, that, it sure looks like you do, dude, dude. I'm telling you, there is a Dairy Queen on the way home from the gym, and I will say at least once a week I stop and get uh, a mint Oreo Blizzard, a, a large mint Oreo Blizzard. Fuck you. And uh, it, it, I'm very indecisive about the flavors I like, so I always get that. And then I usually get a second blizzard of a different flavor. For later. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what's your what's your gym regimen look like? Like how many days are you in the gym? Uh, I would say five to six days a week in the gym. Do you do cardio or is it all weight training? Uh, I go through periods of time where I need motivation to do. Like I don't do cardio regularly. But if, like, I have a trip coming up, like a vacation, some, some reason for me to take my shirt off for mm-hmm. an extended period of time, I you want, will. You want to look leaner and more I, cut. I will, yeah. In months, like, I always, I, I never let myself get out of control. Mm-hmm. But I do, like, right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm going on a cruise in February. So by about mid-December, I'll probably start hitting the cardio at least every other workout. So, like, three days a week. 
Yeah, because there are guys like Dave Batista says he doesn't do cardio. He just doesn't take extended rests between reps or sets and mm-hmm. what he's doing in his weight training. And that's how he's able to avoid having to do cardio. Yeah, because you're constantly keeping your heart rate up the whole mm-hmm. time. I don't know. I'm not really meticulous about how, how much time I take between sets. I'm... You haven't studied the science. <laughs> I, don't, of... I don't know anything. I, I, just, <laughs> I just move stuff and eat. I pick and I things up. I, I put them down. I eat some chicken. And then I look like this. And then I, and then I look like this. Yeah, I don't know about Dave Batista and... What he's doing, but what I'm doing is <laughs> well, Dave Batista has to do that because he's like 55 years old now. <laughs> is he? he? He's in his 50s. I really? Think. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how 50 is like the new 20? Like The yeah. Rock is like two years away from 50 himself. John Oliver jokes all the time that he and The Rock are the exact same age. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> like, it, it, but it gives people I don't know. Like when we were younger and you saw like 50 year old plus. No, no offense, to any. Senior citizens. Listen to this. I have a ton of senior citizen Dude, listenership. Yeah, yeah. You're hitting the senior citizen market. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a un, very untapped market. So mm-hmm. good, good for you. But I remember being in my like you know twenties, being like, man, like I don't want to be fifty years old. Like, there's, like once you hit fifty, what's you know what's left yeah. to do? Like your your life is like you know not your life's not over. But like you see these guys now that are still like in incredible shape, and I think maybe it's supplements, maybe it's like technology knowledge like it's just people are still looking young even into like their 50s and 60s Vince McMahon is in his 70s and he makes me look like a piece of shit <laughs> he called me up one day and said you look like a piece of shit <laughs> he said, said Vince Ian I would have signed you to a contract 15 years ago if you weren't such a bag of shit <laughs> you're fired you're fired He's gone up to you. I don't think you can do a Vince McMahon impression without Without at some point saying, he's gone up puke. (laughs) For those of you keeping score, that is not the first time I've made a Beyond the Mat reference on this show. (laughs) I was going to say, like, (laughs) I I didn't know if you knew where that was actually from, but yeah, it's from Beyond the Mat. Go back and listen to the Sharkboy episodes. We do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what an awesome... I had that on VHS back in uh, like the early 2000s. So when you're, you're doing your days at the gym are you just targeting a certain body part every day you yeah. do a little bit every day yeah i do i do one like muscle group a day so like chest is its own day today i did back and i do i do traps with back some people mm-hmm. do traps with shoulders but technically like your traps are your back muscles like that's that, that is your back muscle it's not your deltoid mm-hmm. so i only do i do traps with with back and then i do shoulders on their own day Legs their own day. And then arms is the only day where I combine because, you know, I'm not going to do biceps one day and then triceps on their own day. I just do right because the blood is all in your arms. So I just do tries and buys together. So I do arms their own day as well. Do you have a leg day? Yeah, leg day. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I was adjusting the volume <laughs> level and I, I must have skipped leg day. <laughs> <laughs> you must have skipped leg day. Most people do. Yeah. I, that was usually my... my most skipped day of the week because when I was wrestling, I was working out with a personal trainer six days a week. Mm-hmm. And if we only worked out five days, we skipped leg day. Yeah. There's times where I'll skip leg day. So like I'll go through my whole rotation and like leg day will be coming up and I'll be like, man, like I don't have time or I'm definitely feeling not rested. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a smaller muscle group like arms or something. And then the next day I'll do legs, but I never, push it off for an entire week and then come back. To, like I always maybe push it off a day or two, but I still get it in every single week. What's your recovery routine like? Because that was always the biggest challenge for me is waking up the next day, just feeling sore because I maybe overexerted well, myself the day before. Yeah. The, the problem, the more you work out, like you kind of stop feeling that soreness. I mean, I, I still feel tight, mm-hmm. but like, I don't, I don't ever feel like I can't get out of bed. 
you know, mm-hmm. even, even on leg days and things where I go super heavy, I just, there really is no recovery. Just keep going. Just, just eat protein. Just eat, yeah. Just keep eating. Yeah. Eat the same stuff. Every Do you drink day. a lot of protein shakes? Yeah. I still drink protein shakes. Probably like two a day. Like whey protein. One, yeah. Whey protein. I take one to work and then I usually drink one right after the gym, but everything else is, is food. And I'm definitely not as militant with my diet as I, you know, was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Because back then when we wrestled, we had to look good. Well, you didn't have to. It was just recommended that you <laughs> well, do. It depends on the, on, the, on the persona that you were portraying. Like, yeah. if, if that's the path you took where you had to, where you were just wearing short tights and boots, like, you had you had to maintain a certain aesthetic. But, that's, uh, like, that was something that I was always kind of impressed by. Like, anybody who has the physique and the balls to just go out there wearing trunks. Because I wore a singlet. Because I wasn't in the greatest of shape and I wanted to hold stuff in, just like chicks do with yoga pants. <laughs> What's interesting is that I could go out there wearing just trunks and boots and knee pads, but you would never catch me like in just a Speedo, which is mm-hmm. pretty much the, the same, same thing. thing. You know, it, I'd feel completely embarrassed. But yeah, I'm in front of more people in that, in wrestling trunks, than I would ever be at a pool. Yeah. You know, you're in front of like sometimes the most I wrestled in front of was like 1,200 people up in North uh, New Hampshire. And. Yeah, same same gear. Well, I want to I want to leave the wrestling talk for another day because we could fill a whole other episode with that. We're here to talk about Swole TV today. True, but I'm just saying, um, you know, when you start talking about physique and the reason why I look the way I do, it's kind of hard to leave that out. But sure, because that let's was put a pin in that. Was that was that your primary reason for wanting to look the way you do, or was that something that you were just always interested in? Yeah, I've always enjoyed working out. I worked out. Well, I worked out for football back in like middle school and high school, but. Back then, the coaches weren't trainers. You know, they just put you in the work in the weight room and said lift. You know, mm-hmm. but then uh, I joined the YMCA with a friend of mine when we were sixteen, seventeen. And I started doing a little bit more research on my own. At that point, I stopped playing football. You know, but so I was just working out just to work out. And I remember watching uh, WWE on Monday nights. I had one dumbbell at home. You know, I'd go <laughs> to the gym, but at home I'd watch WWE and I would be doing like curls and stuff. Just watching it and like it was always my dream to become a wrestler. So oh here we go again. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's all good. So I'll I'll go ahead and take the range here and transition for us. So let's talk about your Twitch channel because you you stream yourself playing video games. So let's go back before you stream yourself playing video games. Just talk about video games in general. Were you always a fan of playing video games? Well, see, Back when I used to be a wrestler, <laughs> it's about wrestling. <laughs> I used to play WrestleMania, the arcade game. Yeah, I was I Bam really Bam Bigelow. Be a wrestler. <laughs> we can't, we can't escape it. Um, have, have I always enjoyed video games? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember my uncle had an Atari when I was like really young. We're talking like three years old, four years old, and then my parents got the 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 NES. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Entertainment System, they called it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> For y'all kids out back, there. Back in my day. <laughs> we only had 8-bit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing soundtracks, though. But uh, in, when we got the Nintendo, we had the dual... It was one cartridge, but you had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first game that I ever liked. Mine also had world-class track meet on it and came with the power pad. Wait, had, you had three yeah. games in one? Three games in one. Oh, wow. When did you get that? Was that after the release of the... Cause... Let's see. I want to say I was maybe five years old, so maybe 1988, 89. Okay, so you're probably right after we, we got ours, possibly. Was your gun orange? Yes. Okay. Because like the Gen 1s had the gray gun. 
And well, then, mine, mine was orange with like a gray, yeah, yeah, yeah. like but, handle. Yeah, yeah, it was gray and orange, but the original NES, had right? Gray just, gun. just gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they must have added once technology grew a little bit. They can squeeze <laughs> another game in there. Did you do the track meet all the time? Yeah. And the the easiest thing about like you could cheat when you're doing like the long jump, just jump off the pad and then jump back on. <laughs> but like they would have this thing where like if you jumped off and you waited too long, the guy would just fall over in midair. Okay. So like you had to like learn when you could time it so that you can get like an eighty foot long jump <laughs> just by jumping off the pad and then touching your foot on it like you know, you're you're timid about twister. How? <laughs> oh yeah, timid <laughs> twister. Um, what but, what was your, what were you supposed to do? You're, you're just supposed to jump as high as you can. Oh, in one and then, spot, and then land where you jumped. So they think kids are jumping a yeah. hundred feet. In the air. <laughs> and then, like you know, there was there was there was one where you have to run, and then there's the there's the triple jump where you just jump three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that pad wear out? Eventually, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, was say, I can't imagine like I, I had I had a similar one for my PS2 where I I had a Dance Dance Revo- Revolution okay. knockoff called In the Groove, and I actually used that as my cardio back whenever I was wrestling. Yeah. I would I would do sixty minutes of that a, a day. So you were doing this like well into your late twenties. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> my calves Real, were unbelievable. Nice. Is that is that how I always admired your calves? I was like, how does he get such big calves? It was it was Dance Dance Revolution at I home. Wish I would have asked. Did you actually notice my calves no, back then? I was going to say, you were looking at a different kind of bulge. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on down there? It's just a whole mess. <laughs> so so what, what other video games t- <laughs> <laughs> did you like back then? Uh, uh, let, let's go straight NES, because I'm, I'm a huge... Almost okay. anybody who knows me knows so, I'm a Mega Man guy. Yeah, and ironically enough, Mega Man 2 was probably the next game we had got for the... Uh, Nintendo. So Mega Man 2, definitely played the hell out of that. And, you know, I always wondered why we never had Mega Man 1. I never had Mega Man 1 but either. I had, I, I had 2, 3, 4, never, and 5. Yeah, there was never a U.S. release mm-hmm. for Mega Man 1. I, it was only in Japan or wherever it was made. Mm-hmm. It was and, called Rockman. Okay. And I never knew that when I was growing up. I'm like, why did we never play Mega Man 1? Why did we start with 2? Because then my friend had 3 and then so on and so on. Yeah. But, um... You can you can play it now. There's there's compilation discs out there for next gen gaming that has one through like eight on a disc, and it even has like some of the SNES uh, like Mega Man X, X yeah. series. So then uh, after that, I mean, some, I'll just name some other games I played: um, Double Dragon, Battle Toads, Zelda, the original Gold Zelda disc, mm-hmm. Zelda Two, not so much. I think my friend had it, we didn't own it because I, I wasn't interested in it because it was a weird side scroller compared to the original, and then. Not to jump ahead, but, you know, Link to the Past is probably one of my all-time favorite games. Probably top five games of all time. Ocarina of Time for N64 is probably yeah, in my top I've ten. I've never played a 3D Zelda game. As much as I love the original one and Link to the Past, that was the last one I played. But I hear such good things, especially with, like, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Haven't played, oh, I don't have a Switch, but um, from what I hear, it's pretty good. So, I don't know, maybe we'll... What about any of the 16, 32, or 64-bit games? Like, were you, were you a Mortal Kombat fan? Yeah, Mortal, Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat, yeah. So I had a Super Nintendo. My friend had a Sega. And the Super Nintendo didn't have the blood code. But right. the Sega did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was interesting going over there like to his house and, and having the blood code. Because like, you would like uppercut somebody, and it was like a glob of blood would just like go mm-hmm. out and like, land on the ground. But on any on Super Nintendo, like... Didn't have it. You would punch somebody, and it was like a, like a dust of gray, mm-hmm. like just a puff of gray dust. Would like come out it was the, like uh, the same animation they used for smoke. 
like okay. his costume, but it would be like in place of blood. Yeah. Well, smoke wasn't in the the original. Well, was very. I'm I'm saying I'm saying it was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Super Mario World, Star Fox, Star Fox, cro- oh, Chrono Trigger to this day, probably one of my all time like, again R- RPGs. Yeah, Chrono, yeah. Chrono Trigger and A Link to the Past, probably my two favorite games growing up. And then later in life, like, you know, GTA Vice City, San Andreas, and now currently Red Dead Redemption 2. Ever been a Final Fantasy guy? Uh, no. Or, my, or my a Halo guy? Was, but I never really got into the... the Chrono Trigger is probably the only, like, RPG that I played from start to finish. Multiple times. I love that game. And then, oh, well, there was Chrono Cross that they made. I think that was on the PlayStation 1. Chrono Cross. Because that was on a, a CD. So it was definitely PlayStation at that time. What about like PC games like Wolf 3D, Duke Nukem, any of those? Okay, so a Quake. friend of mine, his name was uh, Tony growing up. He lived behind me. His dad worked for IBM. Oh. And, and like they they didn't have like a huge house, but they had one of the bigger houses in the, in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They had a big backyard. They had the, the pool and all the jungle gym things. So he they had money, you know, because he was doing stuff back then that like no one ever even like heard of. I, I remember going Quay to his Ludes. house. What's that? Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, but I remember going over to his house and like they had every room had a computer. Like this was like back in 92, you know, 91, 92. Like I'm in second grade. Like no one has a personal computer and they have one in every single room a few years after that. They were the first people I knew that had like the, the internet, mm-hmm. the internets, uh, the World <laughs> Wide webs and AOL. And I remember being in chat rooms on like the original like windows where it was like actual windows, not the little start button in the corner. So they had, you know, Wolfenstein, they had Duke Nukem 3D, and I, I just referenced that the other night. We were, I forget what game we were playing or what we were doing, but I, I, <laughs> I forget what I said, but I was just like, what, what led up to it? But I was like, shake it, baby. <laughs> yeah, whatever he hands out, like the, the, like, yeah. the money to the, the money strippers. to the strippers. Yeah, yeah. Shake it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that never get made into a game? Like they made Doom, but they never made. They did. Yeah. Duke Nukem Forever. Was a movie? Oh, a mo- oh, movie. I think you say why did it get like made into a, a more modern game? No, no, no. I meant I, like a movie. Okay. Like The Rock was in Doom. I heard that sucked. I never even... Oh, it's really bad. At one point, he jumps down and he just goes, Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> he, he censored himself? No, no. I have to do it here because oh. I can't have explicit content. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. I'll just edit it later. Oh, okay. Did you use a beep or you just cut it out completely? I just cut it out completely. I think you should use a beep. I think that'd be... I should use a beep. I think it would be distracting for drivers. <laughs> you should use, use a police siren anytime someone swears. Or like an air horn. Am I being pulled over? Oh, it's on the it's on the podcast. Just what the... <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Go on. So so how long have you been streaming yourself playing video games? I like how you, <laughs> I like how you say streaming yourself. <laughs> well, initially I didn't start streaming myself. Some other random guy came into my house. He, he was streaming me for a while. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Did you meet him on Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been streaming yourself? <laughs> I stored an awful lot of pee for this. What's that? I stored an awful lot of pee for this. <laughs> so I started off on, on YouTube and I, I didn't get into streaming right away. I, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Take us back. So this was back in 20, late 2016. I just bought a, a, a laptop on like... Black Friday. And it was an HP laptop. I didn't know anything about like gaming PCs or, or you know, GPUs or that. You know, I, I, I knew I had 32 gigs of RAM. Didn't know what kind of GPU was in this thing. And, then, you know, when you buy like an HP laptop or a Dell, like there's nothing, not, there's no performance in those. Right. Which 
nowadays, like if anybody says like, what kind of PC should I get? Like I steer them away from that kind of stuff. Like, cause a gaming PC, even though it's a gaming PC, like if you're doing any kind of Photoshop work, video editing, like the, the, the graphics card will make that 10 times, a thousand times more efficient. Like just the load times and everything. And they're, they're just the same price. They're just not like famous name brands. So back then I just got an HP laptop and didn't really use it for much. But then I was playing a lot of GTA back in the day, GTA 5, GTA Online. And there's all kinds of like money glitches, like ways to like cheat the game. <laughs> Don't listen to this rock star. Uh, <laughs> So and there was, they know they they know <laughs> no, they don't know what I do. They're like you stream <laughs> yourself doing glitches. They they know glitch all over yourself. <laughs> so I remember like looking up YouTube videos on how to do these glitches, and people would just talk forever, They'd just ramble on. It's like get to the point, you know. And these videos would be like twenty minutes long. And I remember watching videos where people would like walk you through the glitch and at the end of the video, it wouldn't work. And they go, well, I, you know what? Um, just, just trust me on this. And I'm like, what? Well, you couldn't like do another take. <laughs> you posted this. Like you took the time to upload this. You could definitely do another take. <clears throat> it didn't work this time, but it usually works. So just give it a shot and also drop a like. It's like, <laughs> you didn't show me anything. Let me, so, let me ask you this. Cause I was going to bring this up at some point anyway. Because watching streamers or videos of people playing video games is so popular nowadays, why do you think that is? Because, like, to me, I would have anxiety as a kid watching somebody else play a game that I wanted to play. What, what do you think is the appeal to watching somebody play video games? Uh, I think it is the sense of community. A lot of people are more reclusive, you know, like where they... You know, they, they spend a lot of time playing video games themselves, so they don't tend to go out often. I mean, even me, you know, I'm 37, I or almost 37. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you know, I don't drink anymore. I, I don't go out and party. So, like, it's it's fun to play video games, but also being in these live streams gives you access to a chat that when you go to the same streams constantly, like, you, you meet these people. So, yes, you're watching a streamer, but not only are you interacting with the streamer, you're interacting with the community that you've now become a part of. And when you... It's not like you. It's not like every night you watch a streamer and you're talking to like random people. Like you get to know these people, and that that's what brings you back. Also, some points that people made is like back in the day, like when people would be playing like pinball, and you'd have a group around you watching you play pinball. Like that's pretty much the same as people watching you now, trying to go for high scores. Or you know, with Red Dead, we we constantly grind to make money. You know, rank up your characters, and I have a lot of people like tuning in to like get tips and tricks on how to do that, and like see see me reach like certain money goals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's no different than even back in the 70s and 80s, you know, watching people play video games at the arcade. Yeah, because like me personally, like I've only ever watched your streams when you used to be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that was mainly just because you're my friend and I want to see what you're doing. And you're also very entertaining when you do it. And I occasionally want to hijack the chat. And (laughs) but the only other time that I would ever I would ever watch somebody playing video games online is when I need help getting through a section of a game myself that is a little bit like, because some of these games, I don't have to tell you, are super complicated mm-hmm. and, and very meticulous and very well mapped and, and all that stuff. And like, I'm a huge fan of like the uh, the Arkham trilogy of games that came out for the next gen consoles, you know, uh, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum. And some of those, you know, trophies and 
things like that are very difficult to not even find but complete and then you can go and watch somebody do it and be like oh okay now i can do that kind of like you know back in the day you'd watch somebody defeat mike tyson on mike tyson's punch out and you were like how the hell did you even do that and then you watch him do it and you're like oh i can now do it myself yeah but where did like back in the day like now you have access to walkthroughs and guides mm-hmm. back then, like unless you had Nintendo power, power. you know, mm-hmm. like there was no, like how, how did people figure stuff out? People did. Yeah. And then I remember uh, a buddy of mine would like show me secrets in like video games. It's like, where did you even see this? But he saw it from somebody who saw it. It's almost like one person in like California discovers something and then tells a friend it just spreads like wildfire. You I know, only, I only ever had one Nintendo power and it was for Super Mario Brothers 3 for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it showed you like how to get all the warp whistles and how to do like every level that there was to do. And I guess like nowadays streaming is vo- is, is kind of like a virtual Nintendo power. It's like a walkthrough that you can yeah. s- you know watch other people do it. I still don't understand like the appeal to it though, especially from people who may not play the game. Like what would you say is mm-hmm. the appeal for people who don't play Red Dead or don't play GTA 5 or don't play Arkham Asylum to watch somebody play those games? Well, most of the people I would say have some sort of connection with the game themselves. They're looking for tips and tricks or, you know, and this is is actually interesting that I have a lot of people that have like messaged me on Twitter, you know, saying like, hey, man, I I, I just love watching your streams at the end of the day. You know, when I'm stressed out, I I listen to you talk. I I play alongside you and just hearing you, you talk and narrate your gameplay. It's like. You know, I don't have a lot of friends and to, and to like kind of play alongside you and be able to interact in the chat with you kind of gives me that like sense of friendship, you know, and, and the thing that friendship, yeah, like friend, friendship, friendship, <laughs> finish him, friendship, um, you turn him into a baby. You know what I mean? I don't think like, French is just, I don't know how to describe it. No, no, like, no. It, it's for people to hit you up and be like, look, man, like, like, cause I just, I play video games with a camera pointed at me and mm-hmm. I just, I don't have a game plan whenever I stream. I just. I mean, I have an idea of like what I want to do in the game, but I don't really put, I don't have like a, an outline of, all right, tonight we're going to do this, this, this. Dude, I just hit the stream now button and I just talk, you know, and I, I rely on the chat to make comments. I, I do three things and I don't want to let too many of my secrets out, but <laughs> the three things I do is I, I, I will read back a funny comment. Like if someone says something funny, I will read it back, but like in a funny way and almost how, sometimes how it's intended to be read because like, people don't always get the references, but I think being older has helped me with like, I, I know a little bit about a lot of stuff. So I can always kind of connect with somebody on some kind of level. So like I'll read back their comment or they'll say something and I'll respond to their comment in a, in a funny way or interesting way, whatever. So I have reading comments, responding to comments, and then just telling stories in general where, you know, I try to read every comment, but I think a, pe- a lot of people like when I tell stories and you kind of have to let the chat go for a little bit. And they're still cool. They don't like leave, you know, <laughs> this guy's telling another story and not reading my comment. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So then to have people message you saying that like, they really look forward to that experience. And it's, it's such a, like a chill atmosphere. Like I don't, I try not to be over the top. You know, I just try to be me and try to be as witty as I can while also trying to play this game and whatever happens, happens. It's, um, it's something that, you know, you see other people do it, so then you want to do it, and then when you're actually doing it and you're getting the responses that you're getting, like it's something that you're not really prepared for, you know? Like when you did your first stream, I, I assume it was GTA five on YouTube. Yeah. Do you remember what that was like? I do. And I, I <laughs> so real quick though, um I got that HP laptop and then fast forward, I decided to start making my own tutorials 
for for Red Dead or I'm sorry for GTA. And uh, because I got tired of people beating around the bush, I was like, I'm gonna make really short two minute tutorials on the exact same thing that they're talking about. And that actually grew my channel pretty well because people were tired of the 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, like no, get to the point. yeah, they didn't edit their videos and you know, a lot of ums and I scripted all my videos. And so everything was like, I didn't repeat myself. I gave you exactly the information that you clicked on and then moved on to, you know, let you go. And people love that. So did pretty well on YouTube. But I, I, what I found is that a lot of the guys that do it full time, like where I had a full time job, when new content would come out, like a DLC, downloadable content, or an update, <laughs> it's like they already had the information out, and I was still at work. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would come home and I would I would load in, I'd, I'd record the new content, and I'd script my video out. Next thing you know, it's like one in the morning. All right, well, I guess I'll just release my video tomorrow when everybody's awake. And it's like, well, this is already old news. You know, everybody that wanted that information already got it from somebody else. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just come home from work, and instead of you know telling them about the new content, I'm just going to show them the new content and I'm just going to start streaming, just come home, you know, eat something quick and then just stream. And, um, that's kind of where the streaming began. I was going to ask like, what, what, what made you want to start yeah, doing because, that because of my schedule well, and you know, other things like I just love live entertainment. I love being an entertainer where I'm not so much a newscaster. Like I would say there's two different types of streamers. There's like, well, I'm sorry. There's two different types of like YouTubers, you know, there's the information, news update channels and then there's like the entertainment channels Mm -hmm. so i would have always preferred just to play the game and entertain but to grow on youtube you want to have content that people are constantly searching for and with that comes like news updates glitches tricks because more people are looking for that than just a personality to connect with and then later on we found that on twitch but that's a whole that's yet to come at the time but um did you did you ever find that Playing the game while trying to provide live commentary made it harder for you to focus on the game. <laughs> Absolutely, my first <laughs> my first uh, stream it was GTA, and they had an update for some kind of racing update where they added like a new racing mode. And I remember I had I think three people in the chat, and yeah, it's uh, it's not only having to read the chat and and focus on them, but then also play the game. And when you're at home and you're just you know zoned out playing video games you're not talking to anybody right you know you're 100 in that game and you know it's definitely something that i've gotten better at but i'm still not i don't think i'll ever you can never be 100 in the chat and 100 in the game no matter right. how good you get you know there's always a split yeah i just remember i constantly messing up you know wrecking and just doing dumb stuff and but the thing is like i i grew with the the channel so three people in the chat was kind of hard to manage at first, you know, but mm-hmm. looking back, it's like, my God, how did you even talk to three people when, you know, I'm so used to having hundreds of people chatting at once and there's always something to pick from, you know, you don't have to read every comment, but you just kind of develop a, a way to pick out what's relevant you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in the multiple comments. But it's just, it's weird. Like, cause I don't really think about it. Like right now you ask me about it, it kind of takes me back to like where it all started well, cause, cause like for me personally, I mean, I've played a lot of video games myself, but like I've never had to talk someone through what I'm doing. And if I did, I would probably f- up and then it would make me pissed that I can't concentrate on what I'm doing, but you can't not do that. You have to engage with your, mm-hmm. your followers, your subscribers, your viewers or whatever. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could do that, man. Yeah. It, it's frustrating, but I never lose sight of what I'm doing and what I'm actually doing. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I'm just playing a video game. You right. know, and 
And when it comes down to it, I'm there for them. Like mm-hmm. nothing is more important. The game is important, but from my end, and again, this two different types of streamers, competitive and entertainment. So if if I was a Call of Duty pro streamer, like the chat would always be secondary to like me getting, you know, a 50 and 0, you know, winning game. Mm-hmm. 50 kills, zero deaths, or whatever, you know. Not that I would never I can't play like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I kind of gravitated more towards the entertainment side of it, where the chat is the more important thing. The the viewers are the more important thing. So I never let the game distract me too much from making them laugh, you know, and, and engaging them. But there's also what's called lurkers, where there's people that watch the streams that don't chat. And you don't want to focus too much on the chat and sacrifice all the gameplay because they right. want to see you play. Right. So you That's always, why they're there. And That's... there was a time where early on, I talked too much to the chat and I had people message me like, you know, you don't forget about the people that are just there to see gameplay. Like, obviously, don't stop talking, mm-hmm. but also don't forget that, like, people want to see you play as well. So... And that, that always stuck with me. That was like two years ago. And I've always, I, I've gotten a lot of compliments on how I can handle both, but that's because I'm consciously aware of what I need to do. And I've been told that and it's always stuck with me. Are GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 the only games that you, you stream yourself playing? Well, I, I stopped playing GTA back in, like even before I moved to Twitch. Once Red Dead came out, I knew I was going to be done with GTA, even though it's, it's crazy that it's still popular to this day. In fact, Rockstar announced that they're releasing another version of GTA 5 for the <laughs> PS5 next year. It's like, dude, everybody wants the next game. They want GTA 6. You know, like, we're tired of seeing GTA 5. And at the time, like, I'd been playing GTA 5 for like four years straight, and I've never played a game that long. You know, I was just so burnt out between streaming, making videos. But Red Dead's my main game on the channel, but I, I play other games as well. Like right now, I'm also doing a Mafia 1 Definitive Edition playthrough, which is a... Mafia, I guess, was a game from like 10 years ago that they just recently remastered. just came out last week. So we've been playing that. But I always start with Red Dead to, you know, to give the, the fans what they give want. Give the people what they want. Yeah, give, give the people what they want. And then about halfway through the stream, we'll switch to Mafia. And then, you know, if people want to leave, they can. But a lot of people stick around. Which is actually good for the channel because if I start with Mafia, my hardcore Red Dead fans that, you know, as much as you want people to watch you play anything, people like watching me play Red Dead. Mm -hmm. So if I play something else, they might not get the same experience that they are looking for when I play Red Dead. Because with Red Dead, it's, it's so second nature to play that I'm much more flexible, relaxed. When I'm playing a new game, I'm not the same personality. Okay. You know, and that, that, that's a whole nother subject of people that want to play variety and build their channel, you have to understand that certain games affect you differently. Like when I play Doom Eternal and I'm like stressing out and I'm completely focused on the game because it's just nonstop madness, you know, for people that watch me play Red Dead, they're not going to get that same experience when I'm playing that game. So I totally understand when people don't tune in when they see me playing something else because they know that the shame that they're looking for is the shame that is playing Red Dead. So I, I always lead in with, with my main game and then I switch because that also helps, you know, with, with views. Because mm-hmm. then a lot of people that don't realize they want to watch me play something else realize they do. That, and that they're cool with it once they see me playing something else. Where normally they probably wouldn't even clicked on the stream to begin with had I not been playing Red Dead first. Well, you, you talked about switching from YouTube to Twitch. What made you want to do that and why? Well, YouTube had a lot of ups and downs back in 2017, 2018. They, they had the adpocalypse where they were really cracking down on censorship and 
they started a new monetization system where they could demonetize a video where they didn't have that prior to, you know, the adpocalypse. And I forget what sparked all of it, but in late 2018, I was playing Red Dead and, you know, we were getting like two to 300 viewers a stream. Like we were doing really well, but YouTube had got, they had a gaming app at the time that was kind of rivaling Twitch but they got rid of the gaming app. And a lot of the people found my channel through the gaming app because it would just show you, just like Twitch, who was live. You could click on the game category. Now it's like, if you want to find a live stream on Twitch, you got to go through like what seems like 10 different like clicks to find a live stream of, of the game that you want that you're looking for. That combined with, they just stopped, like notifications were broken. So I went from having like 300 people in the stream to like less than 40 and it just kept getting worse and worse. And it was like a, a clear line. Like it was great. And then like a week later, it was just dead. I had people after every stream, you know, they would they would see the next day that I was live the night before because it would be in their feed. But they never got a notification. They're like, oh, I didn't even know you were streaming last night. And I would have like, you know, 50 people messaging me like saying like, hey, I never got the notification. I'm sorry I missed it. It's like I got to do something. So I was like, you know what? Let's Let's just try out Twitch. And I kind of... I did Twitch and YouTube back and forth. You know, I had some streams were on YouTube, some were on Twitch. I did that for a little bit. But then once I saw the momentum start to go with Twitch, I, I kind of realized that that's the direction to go. And, you know, even financially, not to get into like numbers or anything, but once I saw that Twitch was more of a lucrative move compared to like with less viewers and less followers than YouTube, I, I just realized that that's where I want to put most of my energy. Is Twitch primarily a platform for streaming slash gaming or is it? Primarily, yeah, but they do have, you know, IRL streams, which is uh, in real life. Mm -hmm. um, they have art streams now. Uh, T Pain just started streaming on. When you Twitch. say art streams, you mean like Bob Ross is painting something? Well, Bob, Bob Ross or people, whatever it is, you know, you could be doing like making things out of clay or whatever your, your whatever your art form is. Um, there's a, a girl that I follow who plays piano and and sings. It's 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 like I don't even think she has an album out, but she's like better than. It's so nice just to like listen to her. Like, like she plays and she talks to the chat and it's crazy that you can like just, you know, say something and she'll read it back. It's like, you don't get that interaction. Like when we were growing up, mm -hmm. like every, all these people were like unobtainable, but now like, like T-Pain, he has like 4,000 people in his chat, but <laughs> he still reads some of the comments and it's still better than nothing. Like, that, right. um, but he sits there and he edits his video or he ed edits his beats and his music. And it's cool just to see a look into like, it's a window into like what they do in the creative process. So yeah, it's it's primarily games, but it's definitely opening up to, you know, other things as well. As far as Twitch goes, I mean, why why Red Dead Redemption 2? Like what about that game makes you and your viewers want to watch you play that game? Cuz that game's been out for what, like 2 years now? It has been, yeah. Well, Red Dead obviously Red Dead's a Rockstar game, and mm -hmm. I I love Rockstar, you know, all the GTAs. The only one I never really got into was GTA 4. Never, I never played that one. I, I love the first one. I like the cowboy vibes. And, you know, when I got into this, GTA had already been out. GTA 5 had already been out for several years. So it was already oversaturated. But I saw Red Dead coming out as like a chance to be there first. You know, like be there when the game launched. A brand new game. Here's my chance to be one of the, the first people in. And then years from now, when people are like, oh, I want to get into Red Dead, but like all these other guys are already oversaturating it. Oversaturating it I want to be one of the guys that was there in the beginning. So that plus, I just love the, the cowboy vibe versus, you know, constantly getting blown up with like rocket launchers and helicopters and stuff. Like I love the, the more laid back chill experience of Red Dead. Now the game came out 
two years ago, almost almost to this date, it was October 26, 2018. But the online mode, which is also the same thing that's keeping GTA alive is their online mode, is still like at the very like beginning phases of what it can be. They've, they've added certain things, like you can be a bounty hunter in the game. Uh, you can go out and like kill animals and turn those animals into a product to sell. But we're still waiting on properties. We can buy our own farm or, you know, go do a heist with friends. Like two years later, there's still no heist in the game. Like you can't like go rob a bank. <laughs> so these things are still yet to come. And, you know, every couple of months we get a new update and that's what keeps the game fresh. And that's what keeps people interested. Is it kind of like a freemium game, except you have to pay for the original content where like they keep releasing new DLC or new skins, new characters, new, <laughs> new whatever as a means to keep you not only invested in the game to play it, but invested monetarily. Yeah. I mean, there's a, uh... like, like how, like, like, let me, let me ask you this way. How much money could somebody who plays red dead as much as you do actually invest into a game? Real money. Okay. Well, the thing is, <laughs> without a lot of, okay, like I said, it's in its early phase and it's been two years. There's not a lot to buy. And there is two forms of currency for Red Dead. There's the in-game like dollars, like mm-hmm. the cash that you can make in-game. And then there's what's called gold bars, which you can make gold bars, but it's very slow in-game. And you can actually, you know, use your credit card to buy gold bars. Like if there's new content comes out you can't afford, you can then buy with real money. And that's how they make their their money off of online is through those microtransactions, but there's so many, but don't, but don't you have to pay for the new content first? Mm-mm, no, no with, uh, with rockstar, all their updates, they're just added to the game. Mm. So everybody gets it. But like, like the last update in order to get the new role, um, where you basically you go hunt these legendary animals that they added in order to be a part of that, you have to pay for the naturalist role, which was 25 gold bars. Now, anybody that plays on a regular basis easily has 25 gold, but for any new player, they don't have that, and if people want to get in on day one, they got to spend real money to get the gold bars. But like I said, it's it's not hard to to make that in game at the moment because there's not a lot to, to buy because it's still in its infancy. But so, so, uh, sorry, not to, not to cut no, you off. Good. But so what is what is there to do to keep you streaming almost every single night for multiple hours? I then? ask myself that every single night <laughs> before I stream. Because I do the same thing. The conversations are different, mm-hmm. you know, and the jokes are different. And sometimes crazy stuff happens in game, like just random events that make for great clips, you know, that I can repost on Twitter. But ultimately, like the core gameplay is the same every night. And that's, you know, I, I would like to branch off and play different games here and there. Always come back to Red Dead because, you know, the thing that's that's going on right now is there's a Halloween DLC coming out. So people are, are hyped up for that. You know, people are, are grinding, you know, to make money to afford that content when it comes out. So they're watching me trying to earn money for that. Also, there's been leaked properties that people found. They posted the information on Reddit. So you can go and see the name of all the properties and how many gold bars it takes to get it. Right now, I only have 350 gold bars. But the, the mansion that you can buy is 600 gold bars. So that's like the theme currently is grinding enough gold to be able to purchase this. So, I mean, there's little themes that people check in and see like, Oh, how you doing on, on the gold bar grind? You know, but ultimately, yeah, it's just me riding around a horse for like four hours a night talking to the chat. Do you think that there's like a, <laughs> like a finite amount of time that you'll be able to continue to play this game? You will eventually have to move on to another game. Um, I think that if the game continues to progress, cause you know, the, the last update before the current one that came out was in December. And then I think the current update that they're on right now should have come out in like March. 
But with COVID and everything and, and Rockstar all working from home, mm-hmm. it really slowed things down. And because the content that we got, it took them over eight months to give us this DLC. It should have been a knockout, but it's kind of bland. It's enough to keep it fresh, but nothing that what eight months should have been, you know, to have that kind of time to work on content. It, as long as it continues to evolve, because like I said, it's, it's kind of dry right now, but there's still so much potential in the game. I feel like this will take us up to GTA 6. I think that GTA 6 is going to drop in probably late 2022 or 2023 and i think that this game can sustain a lifetime uh you know three more years a lifespan three more years yeah wow yeah like two two to three more years for sure as long as i keep doing something with it because you think about the original red dead had an online mode but no one ever talks about that you never hear about red dead one online Mm -hmm. and when gta 5 came out like that was that was it people still played red dead one but as long as they don't just bury red dead 2 online and just continue to focus on GTA. Yeah, I, th- I think there's still a future for it. They just need they need a bigger player base, but because they they do kind of neglect Red Dead, you know, in favor of GTA still because it's like their cash cow. Sure. But the problem is that they it's they're not really giving Red Dead a chance. Like that that would be like Call of Duty releasing a game, you know, they they release a new Call of Duty every year. So imagine like, you know, Activision being like, "Well, we're not going to give you content on the new one because the old one's still making us money." It's like, mm-hmm. "No, when the new game comes out, you focus on that. You keep moving forward. But Rockstar is like, well, GTA is still making money, so we're going to keep focusing on that. We'll just let Red Dead do its own thing. It's like, no, how are you ever going to make money if you don't focus on the new game? Right. Like, like that's that's what like Madden and MLB The Show does. Like they update their content every year. They release a new game every mm-hmm. year. And then as soon as they release that game, they pretty much shut down all the servers for yeah. the previous release title. Now, because Red Dead is not a GTA. Now, when they release GTA 6, then yes, I do see them shutting down GTA 5 mm-hmm. because that's done. You know, that right. chapter of GTA is done. Now we're on 6. So it's still... It, it wouldn't even be fisc- fiscally like justifiable to continue to have developers and programmers and servers for all those games yeah yeah if it, it just focus on just the one the, the new one yeah but since red dead isn't technically a gta it's a whole other game mm-hmm. that's why they're still running it side by side because there's there's just because you're a fan of gta doesn't mean you're gonna be a fan of red dead right because especially with the kids like kids aren't really into like cowboy western like shooting you know not automatic weapons you know mm-hmm. not being able to fire rocket launchers and fly a helicopter around the map like it, it is a very niche market you know but there's still a lot of people that like red dead and they want to see it progress but it's just mind-blowing that you know they took eight years to make the story mode i don't if you ever played red dead Mm-mm. the story mode oh my god dude probably one of the most amazing games i've ever played it, it, not just gameplay but character development script acting like definitely check it out if you get a chance but uh, they spent eight years on that, and it shows. I mean, most modern games, like, they, they release these unfinished games, and then because everything's internet now, they kind of, they they release the game unfinished, like Fallout 76, for example. I never played it, but just, you know, you hear all the bad press when that first came out. They release it unfinished, they see what kind of attraction it gets. You know, they make their money off the initial sales, and then they use that to then finish the game as they go along. Even Call of Duty does that now, because there's there's so much technology where that, you know, releasing a new one every year was possible back in the day. But now it's like, you know, when that deadline hits, it's still not done. And it doesn't get finished for like months after the fact. There's a lot of features that aren't even added to the game that should be there at launch. So what Rockstar did is they spent eight years on on Red Dead. It was just a masterpiece. Like you just tell they poured their heart and soul into it. 
But what I found out is that, you know, they finished the game in August of 2018 and then the game released in October. Well, they didn't start making online until they finished story mode. Hmm. So eight years to develop story mode. And then from August till November is all they put into online. And it shows that like it, it's it's surprising that seeing the success of GTA Online, because when they released uh, GTA 5, GTA Online wasn't a thing, so they didn't know how big the online mode was going to be, but it's become like the juggernaut of GTA. Like the story mode is like secondary to online. And because you've seen the like that's what brings fans back. That's what that's where you make your, your money in the long run is off online. I'm surprised they didn't put more time into Red Dead Online during those eight year that eight year development cycle. As we start to wind down here, you recently became verified slash partnered with Twitch. How do you go about doing that, and what's the benefit to having that? So when you start Twitch, everybody's a regular Twitch viewer slash streamer, but you're not affiliated, you're not a partner, you don't make any money, and anybody can stream. And then once you reach affiliate, which requires you to have like three average viewers for, the, for over 30 days, plus you have to stream so many days and stream so many hours, then you get affiliated. But the affiliation process is automatic. So once you reach those goals, you're automatically given affiliate. With partner, it's like that's like the you know the the end game. But mm-hmm. I say end game, but it's almost like I feel like before partner it was like the tutorial of a video game, you know. Right. And, and right. now we're at the beginning of like this crazy journey of of partnership, you know, and more opportunities have opened up, and you know it's time to get even more serious, you know, before than than I was before. Just that, just just because of the potential to make more money. Not not make more money, just like the. Um, like this is it, you know, before it was like, I don't know if, if all this grind is worth it, you know, like I'm going to keep doing it because I have so much invested, like time, money, you know, the, the connections that I've built, you know, the community that I built, I I have a commitment to them, you know, I'm going to keep doing it, but I don't know if this is, you know, ever going to pan out to be anything. Once you hit partner, it's like, that's, that's so hard to do. And once you get it, it's like, all right, we're, we're in this, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and now it's time to like treat this like it's, you know, I always treat it like a job, but it's even more of a, a professional, a profession, you know, right. than it was before. Like before, it was a hobby. Now it's something that you a, kind of, a very intensive hobby. Yeah. To now, it's I it, wouldn't I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> this is very inten- well. What 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 is the progression of a of a podcast? Eventually, you can monetize the podcast by selling either ad space or becoming an affiliate, like I am with Amazon. Okay. I just haven't done it yet because I'm not interested in selling out for the sake of selling out. I mean, I probably I probably will do it someday just so I can say that it was worth. I mean, to me, the worth is in the content that I've created. True. Yeah. And and the connections I've been able to make or remake with people who have come onto the show, mm-hmm. and that's that's worth what I pay to have this show. I don't necessarily want to cut in five minutes into something that you're trying to tell me so that I can tell you <laughs> to go buy me undies or something oh, like that. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, however you monetize or whatever you do to become that, like it is nice to be compensated for the time. Sure. And yeah. What you've put in, not only financially, but obviously, like I said, time as well to then have something, you know, to show for that. And well, that's why I did the, I wouldn't call it selling out. I would just call it just, well, that, I mean, that's why I did the Amazon affiliate thing was because, if people go to strongwords.buzzsprout.com and they click on my affiliate link that takes them to Amazon, they just do all the regular shopping. Qualifying purchases give me a kickback, which I can use to cover production costs here yeah. on the show without costing them anything extra. And without so, interrupting your... Yeah. As I, I interrupt you. Right. To tell ex- you these things. Exactly. 
<laughs> no, like, like it's not an advertisement. It's just me becoming affiliated with them so that I can mm-hmm. say, this is what you can do if you want to support, support. the show. And, sure. you know, Amazon has their rules that have made it very difficult for me to make <laughs> a lot of money on that, but that's yeah. another story. So, again, like I said, what's what's the benefit of becoming a partner with Twitch as opposed to just an affiliate or a streamer or whatever? All right. Well, um, you're you're now able to be featured on the front page of Twitch. I don't know. Again, I'm still so new to this. Mm-hmm. But like when you become partner, like you're basically signing your channel over to Twitch. Like they own you now. So whenever they need something, like a couple weeks ago, um, right after I made partner, I was if you if you went to Amazon and you were looking at buying Red Dead Redemption Two, and you click on the game, it says watch live gameplay now. When you click on that link, out of all the, the I think there was like fifty to sixty channels streaming that night. I was the one that that they featured on Amazon. Oh wow! But That's th- huge. that would have never happened had I not been partnered because. When when they when they put that check mark on you, like you are verified, you know, mm-hmm. like they they know that it's a it's a it's a genuine partnership because they want they're just as invested into the success of your channel as you mm-hmm. are yeah. as well. Yeah, they they see what you've done for them, and you know they they're gonna push you out of selfishness, you know, mm-hmm. for their own mm-hmm. business. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, a business. They're, they're not like they're not like well, we, we owe we owe Swole TV this opportunity. No, they don't owe me. Sh- <laughs> stuff <laughs> but, uh, they don't know me beep but uh <laughs> but they don't know me <laughs> but uh you know again i am now their product and it's mm-hmm. it's cool to be used like <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to it's put cool it to be treated like a, a piece of meat um <laughs> but in addition to becoming partner like you know when you're an affiliate no matter how many subscribers you have, subscribers are paid supporters. Like they, mm-hmm. they subscribe to the channel. Where on YouTube, a subscriber is just a follower, and they have what's called a membership on YouTube. Twitch, a follower is a follower, and a subscriber is someone that pays a monthly, you know. See, like membership. that's that's the thing to me that is the most mind blowing thing about Twitch is like I personally, no offense, I'm not going to pay to watch somebody play a video game. I'll just pay and play the game myself mm-hmm. like that's like that's the most mind-blowing because like my nephew watches you know people stream playing minecraft and roblox yeah. and stuff like that and i'm like why don't you just play the game <laughs> but he gets well, just as much entertainment out of watching somebody do it as he does out of playing the game I, itself and i've been told that like there's people that they're like man i'm burned out on red dead but for some reason i still enjoy watching you play mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is i've always I, i've become more of a viewer since i've got into streaming but before I started streaming myself, I never really, it, it's not like I watched live streamers and I was in people's chats. I'm like, man, I should do this someday. I, I maybe seen a few streams on YouTube and I was like, man, I, I could probably do this. But I was never a part of a community where, mm-hmm. you know, where I, as a fan, I evolved into a streamer. I start off as a streamer and then kind of because of that integrate myself into other people's communities and, and got to know people and, and, and obviously you, and obviously you enjoy it too oh yeah yeah that, yeah that's only because of that you mm-hmm. know like because i've gotten into uh streaming and 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 the cool thing about red dead is it's it's a smaller category on twitch so if i'm not streaming and i go into another streamer's chat a lot of the people that follow me are there so i can talk to my fans you know like my you know my community because it's like everybody shares the same viewers because it's so small you know, right. compared to like a like Fortnite or Call of Duty, you know, where there's like probably hundreds of thousands of, of viewers and the odds of, well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I know how it works <laughs> at this end. I don't know how it works at the top. 
but right. I, I know how it works down here. That, that's beyond your pay but, grade. But yeah, so affiliates get five emotes. Like, so when people subscribe, it's like four ninety nine. They get five emotes, and that's it. That's all. You, that's all you get to share with your your community, no matter how many you have. And with uh, a partner, that you actually get more emote slots based on the amount of subscribers you have. So you could be an affiliate with a thousand subscribers and you're still stuck with five emotes. Hmm. But if you're a partner with a thousand subscribers, you get like 25 plus emotes. So it's like people are paying the same money that they would for an affiliate and a partner, but yet they're getting more bang for their buck as a partner. And that was like, it sounds so frivolous, but like that was always a huge thing for me. It's like, I want to be able to, because I had all these awesome ideas for emotes, but I was so limited to the five slots they gave me as an affiliate. Like I wanted to be able to give my viewers more bang for their buck. Like you're, you're paying the same amount that you pay for, you know, if you paid for Ninja, you know, through the Fortnite streamer, but yet you get all his emotes. But for me, you're paying four ninety nine a month and you're only getting five. Right? right. So like, I really like, I think out of everything, that was like my biggest driving force. Cause aside from that, like you get a, a little bit better revenue split on, on the subscribers. And I think you get a little bit better split on the, on the ad revenue, but nothing's really changed, you know, cause like you get like the bit donations are the same. Pretty much just the check mark and emotes are like the the biggest thing for me. But and then like I said, like being featured on Amazon, I never thought about those kind of things being opportunities. I've had two developers reach out to me. Uh, like one is like a mini game you can play like while you're streaming. I guess it's probably like a plugin or something. Or I don't. I didn't really look too much into it. It looked like something more for like it almost looked like a mobile game that like your viewers can play along with you. Like hmm. I guess if you're playing a main game, you're like, hey, let's take a break and play this real quick. Like you don't have to like switch your category. You're still playing your game, but it's like some kind of mini game that you can play with your, with your viewers. I don't know. It didn't look like it fit the vibe of my channel. And then there's another one where they want me to play some kind of mobile game. Like I think it's raid shadow legends or something. Oh yeah. I get, I get bombarded with commercials to yeah, play that yeah. game every time I go to YouTube. They were like, you know, Hey, so much so that I never want to play the exactly, game. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, so when I saw the thing, I was like, I was like, nah, I'm going to pass. Like, <laughs> cause I'm not going to like. Just because a, a, a developer or a marketing team reaches out and says like, hey, you know, we want you to feature this. It's like, we're going to pay you this much money. I, I have a full-time job. I'm not like, I'm not like. You're not a full-time streamer. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying it's desperate to take those opportunities, but it allowed, like having a full-time job takes, gives me the chance to be like, no, I'm good. It's mm -hmm. not good for my channel. It's not, my viewers wouldn't like this. And if I did this, it would probably be a negative Right, you know, effect it would, it would drive channel. viewers away. Sure, I would maybe make some money like from them, but what's going to happen when my viewership drops fifty people because I keep playing this stupid game <laughs> that you guys are forcing me to play? So yeah, like it's it's definitely nice, and that that's a whole other topic, like being able to have a full time job because a lot of people, I think they pull the trigger on trying to be a full time streamer mm -hmm. long before they they should even consider that. I, I know a couple of people that have taken that route, and what happens is. They, they quit their job and then the stress of depending on the stream for income yeah. really reflects in their personality. And you can just see, see like they get they get irritated so quick and they're, they're not happy. They're not having fun because if the stream doesn't do well, then they don't do well. You know, mm -hmm. they don't pay their bills. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're taking something that you should be having fun doing, which the more fun you have, the better you do. Right. So the more you can be carefree and relax and like not even worry about the numbers, you actually do better than people that are constantly stressed about that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I didn't really have a huge game plan when I got into this. I'm just very happy that the things I had in place allowed me to, to do what I do. And even with, you know, having a job on the, you know, I say on the side, but it's a full-time job. <laughs> That's your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shoot job. I was, <laughs> yeah, not my, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, 
you know, I was able to get like equipment, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had people say, you know, ask for me for advice recently. Someone was like, Hey, should I, I want to buy a new PC and I want to, I want people to know that the money they donate is going towards this new PC I'm trying to buy. Would it be, do you think it'd be okay or a smart idea if I put the money goal on the, on the stream? And I'm like, you know, at, at face value, it's like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. But I think when people feel obligated to donate, they're less likely to donate. Like when, yeah. when, when it feels like you get your hands out, like I'm playing this game, but Hey, can you, can you help me get this PC? Like, I think if you just have fun, you give the people the experience that they want, you know, you show them like this, whatever they're tuning in for, they're not tuning in to give you money, mm-hmm. you know, but they're more, they're more likely to support the channel. If you are giving them the experience that they want and not looking for handouts. Right. So I told him, don't put, don't put the goal on the screen. You know, if, if you're doing your job, then well, I don't want to say doing your job. But like if you're, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the money will come. Right. So two quick rapid fire questions to wrap up here. First, your YouTube channel's name was True Swolger, and you are now Swole TV on Twitch. What's the yeah. what's the inspiration behind the names of your show or channel? Well, True Swolger, I, I couldn't. I, I like to think that I'm a creative person when it comes to helping other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were like, "Hey, man, I need help with this idea," like I can come up with stuff because it doesn't apply to me. But when things come, when, when it's about me, I overthink everything and I come up with nothing. So. <laughs> Whenever uh, I needed, I wanted to do this YouTube channel, but I had no name. Uh, I had a couple ideas, but my gamer tag at the time was True Soldier, and you know the word Soldier has always been like a thing for me and like right. you know my, my buddy. And so I was like, all right, let's just do True Soldier. Shout out to Calvin. Shout out to Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was True Soldier because that was my my Xbox gamer tag at the time. So I just rolled with that, and it, it stuck. And the, the thing with social media. Once you have a name that everybody knows you by, if you if you try to change your name, they'll never look at you as mm-hmm. the new name. You will always be what people called you as. But Ian Strong knows all about that. Yeah. So um, when I switched to Twitch, same thing. I'm like, here's a chance for me to have a brand new start. I was like, rebrand yeah, you know yourself. I, yeah. But I ended up going with True Soldier because I couldn't think of anything else. And I was <laughs> like, and it also helped obviously with funneling people over, you know, from right. YouTube to Twitch, and that that was a huge help because I've seen people start from scratch with zero followers on Twitch and they, they can't get past that like zero to five viewers, like no matter how hard they try. So for me to build up, it seemed like, oh, well, you wasted that that YouTube opportunity to then come to, well, that still helped me to have a leg to stand on when I started on Twitch. So when I came to Twitch, I, I had True Soldier for about six months or so. And I don't, <laughs> I don't like talking about this, but I wanted the viewership was like on a decline for a while. And I'm like, you know, I, I wanted to completely get away from true soldier because people had a hard time saying soldier for some reason. Like I'd be in other people's chats like that didn't know me. And they're like, oh, hey, true swole, dire, swole dear. How are you? I'm like, oh, God. like, it doesn't roll off the tongue, you know, like true soldier. It just, it, I don't know. It, it, I never people would just fl- call you true. They call me true or they call me swole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, here's a chance to rebrand. And I don't think I ever told you this, but in September of last year, I was looking for a new name and you ever see like this, the, what do they call that? Dr. Squatch soaps. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one scent was called Bay rum. And I was like, I love that name. I don't drink, but mm-hmm. you know, I like the name cause it, the vibe it, it kind of portrays. Um, cause they're like, if you, like, if you want to smell like you just stepped off the boat in the Caribbean, try Bay Rum. And I was like, oh, Bay Rum. And I searched it up and, like, it, was, it wasn't being used. And you could actually have Bay Rum without any numbers or underscores, which is always cool for me. Like, I, I 
to have a name without all the extra little frills yep. looks so much more cleaner and professional. Mm-hmm. So I switched it to Bay Rum, and dude, it was like it, I, I instantly regretted it. <laughs> and I and I, I took it for a test drive in another streamer's chat, and they didn't know it was me. They didn't know I was True Soldier right. as Bay Rum. So I was like, hey, and the, and the girl was like. It's like, oh, baby rum, welcome to the channel. Oh, I'm no. like, oh, God. Ba-. And she's like, and she kept calling me baby rum. I'm like, it's not baby. How do you, where are you reading baby? And, and I already like regret it. And then I was in another streamer's chat and um, I said something that only I would say. So they knew it was me. And they're like, oh, oh, no. That was their reaction. Oh, no. I'm oh, like, no. oh, God. Because I was hoping someone would give me some positive feedback. And I, because I've been looking to rebrand for a while. And then, Everybody still called me true or, or swole. swole. More people call me swole than true. So then I was like, as soon as, and you have to keep the name for 60 days. You can't just change oh, it no. back. You had to. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was a rough, uh, that was a year ago. And like at this time, a year ago, I was still Bay Rum for 60 days. Wow. And I lost a lot of viewers um, just because people didn't know it was me because people couldn't look at me in, a, in that way. Right. You know, it's because it's weird. You know, like think of me trying to call you like Steve. You know, I could be Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Shane. Uh, from now on, you can call me Steve, not Ian. Like I will always look at you and call you Ian, even if your name was legally changed to Steve. Yeah, like when when Andy went back to the office after graduating Drew. from Drew. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> I'm not going to call you that. It's, All right, it's Drew now. La- last question. I'm, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but give me in no particular order your top five favorite video game franchises. Go franchises yeah you don't have to give me the actual game like for me it would be like mega man mortal kombat mlb the show because oh. I, I can give you like my top five games in no particular order Dang. yeah sure go okay that. well like i said um link to the past chrono trigger san andreas gta vice city and and red dead nice yeah but it's crazy i i spent so much time playing the smackdown games like it's on my list dude i love okay Franchises? <laughs> um, For me, franchises, I'll give you a second to think while I give okay. mine. Mega Man, Mortal Kombat, the SmackDown series, MLB The Show, the Arkham Trilogy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, w- it would be GTA, Red Dead, Call of Duty, SmackDown series. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I spent, and you probably did the same thing, especially before create a, create a character. Before you become mm-hmm. a wrestler, like mm-hmm. you find ways to, like whether it's wrestling with your friends with, on a trampoline, Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, you find ways to vicariously live out that that dream. So yeah, the SmackDown series, and um, I, I guess I don't play a lot of games that are in like series. You know, mm-hmm. like like. But I guess Zelda. Zelda's fine. Yeah, Zelda works. I, but I only played two of them. But whatever. <laughs> well, good. It's great to talk to you, man. And I'm I'm really happy having followed you from starting to stream to YouTube to now on Twitch. It's really cool to see the progression and the. I don't want to call it fame, but the following that you've that you've gathered to the point where now we can sit in here and have this conversation and say that, hey, man, an algorithm told you that you're worth it. I feel so important now. <laughs> Thanks for coming look, on the show, dude. I really appreciate me, it. Look at me, mom. Look at me, mom. Look at me, mom. <laughs> if you get that reference, hit one of us up on social media because we would probably be best friends. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks again to Shane for coming on the show and educating me on all things Swole TV. If you'd like to find Swole TV, you can do so by going to twitch.com slash Swole TV. You can also find Shane on Instagram and Twitter at TrueSwolger.
If you're looking to find this podcast on social media, you can do so by looking up at Ian Strong Words on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you'd like to get in touch with me personally, you can email this podcast at strongwordspodcast at gmail.com. And if you could please take the time to do those things like like, subscribe, follow, leave stars, comments, ratings, all that stuff. As I say every episode, it genuinely helps me out with the show and it makes the show more accessible to people to be able to discover for themselves. And I thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. And if you'd like to do something to support the show, as I was saying in my conversation with Shane, you can do so by doing all of your regular Amazon shopping through the affiliate link that I have on strongwords.buzzsprout.com. Again, just go to strongwords.buzzsprout.com, click on my Amazon affiliate link in the podcast description. It'll take you right to Amazon and just do all of your regular shopping and qualifying purchases will get me a kickback, which I can use to cover production costs here on the show. And it's of no additional cost to you and it helps me out in the process. Again, thank you very much for doing that as well. So that'll do it for another episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. Join me in two weeks because I got another great show lined up for you as my friend Mark Shuey, the former sports broadcaster for Dwink 104, PCN and WITF-TV is going to be joining me back here on the show to break down the 2020 MLB season. The last time I got a chance to sit down with Mark was actually a couple of days before that MLB actually suspended the beginning of the season. So we have a lot to catch up on, a lot to talk about, and a lot of things to break down in regards to who's winning the World Series this week, what do we have to look forward to in regards to award season, what big changes can we expect to be made in the offseason as hot stove season approaches, and what rules that were implemented this season we would like to see Major League Baseball keep and which ones we would like to see them get the hell rid of. So come back and check that out two weeks from today, November 9th, 2020. Mark Shuey's joining me back on the show for a baseball episode. But in the meantime, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong. Strong words!